7.20 on a Thursday morning. Joining us now in our studios is Rice County Attorney John Fossum. Good morning, John. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm very good. It's very blustery out. Yes, yeah, it's definitely a rocks and pockets day for the uh, kids. <laughs> <laughs> if you're sending them off to the bus stop or walking to school. Stay anchored to the ground. No doubt. Hey, let's talk about some of the things that uh, have uh, our, I guess, current topics, all of them. So uh, let's we'll start off with absentee ballots. Uh, Rich was explaining to me that uh, they're, uh, the way the absentee ballots are counted in this upcoming election uh, is, I don't know, under scrutiny. Maybe you could explain that a little better than I could. Sure. Well, uh, the statute requires the county to uh, establish an absentee ballot board and to uh, review the absentee ballots, including particularly the, the ballots from military uh, people living overseas who want to who want to vote, uh, who have you know residency ties to this area, who who want to vote. So those um, it requires the establishment of an absentee ballot board, and because in uh, Faribault and other parts of Rice County we have this special election for the first congressional district, our time frame on that was very short. In fact, the uh, the special primary for that first congressional district to replace uh, Congressman Hagedorn uh, is going to be in May, and then they will have a general election for that race in August, along with the primary uh, for the general election in November. So we had to establish this board and get things moving more quickly than we we ordinarily would, uh, so we uh, followed the the followed the statute, followed the uh, the case. There was a um, Minnesota Supreme Court case that came down a couple of weeks ago, and we were following along with that. And we had some people who still objected to uh, what we were doing, and we reviewed it with them. We had a an outside group. A, 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 uh, who were threatening to sue us if we didn't uh, didn't change what we were what we had adopted? We reviewed it with with them. We reviewed it with the Olmstead County Attorney's Office because Olmstead had been involved in that litigation. It was Olmstead and Ramsey County and and I think St. Louis County, and we reviewed it with them and we we came to uh, a resolution that allows us to follow the statute in establishing that absentee ballot board that allows us to uh, 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 satisfy the concerns that that group had about absentee balloting. And so we will be moving forward with our our absentee ballot board. Our director of property tax and elections will be seeking to hire people to work as election judges. And their major concern was that we have the partisan election judges that we would have in uh, a general, in an ordinary election uh, and have them available. And so the, the director of property tax and elections will be reaching out to the people who I've, who have identified themselves as partisan election judges. Mm -hmm. And we try to have a balanced board. Of course, the issue is that we have uh, four major parties in Minnesota. We have the, uh, DFL, we have the Republican Party, we have uh, legalized marijuana now, and then the grassroots party, I believe, is that. So there are four major parties. Uh, we'll have representatives, likely from maybe two of them, and so uh, it's hard to find. Have you that. decided which two yet? <laughs> well, it, it it isn't 
that we're deciding which two, it's uh-huh. it's about who's available. Mm-hmm. And so uh, using those lists, we, we go first to those lists, and then we go to our hiring list and see who we can bring in because we'll be bringing in people who can uh, help deal with those ballots. And uh, part of the thing, too, and, and we had uh, decided to do this earlier, is that we will have a camera in the counting room so that and a viewing room for other people to watch what's going on in there so if they have concerns about what's going on they can keep an eye on what's happening in the in the counting room mm-hmm. so our director <laughs> of property tax selections in my office have worked pretty hard to to come up with a resolution that uh satisfies people's concerns about transparency and their in their concern that we use uh election judges and part of the thing, Jeff, is that we have a real, you know, our our elections are really designed still, and we still talk about it like our election is on one day. And now that we have no excuse absentee balloting and early voting, um, our election stretches out for weeks. So you know, ballots for this special uh, primary election for the first congressional district were started being mailed out last Friday. And uh, they will they can start being reviewed or you know, reviewed for accuracy at, and whether or not they're accepted. And we're moving forward with all of that. So it's a uh, it's a complex process and there's a lot going on. And basically, we're in election mode from from now to November. Wow. It seems like a complex issue. Yeah. I had no idea that, uh, you know, it is that involved, but let's talk. First of all, I want to, I want to mention that, uh, you, you mentioned uh, the major parties, a major party is, isn't it defined by getting 5% or more at a local, uh, or I should say a, a statewide election. That's right. And so, uh, the, the list of major parties has, has changed, uh, over the years. And so, Currently, there are, as I said, there are four major parties. There's there's two marijuana mm-hmm. legalization parties, and then there's the DFL and Republican parties. So um, trying to find that balance and trying to find representatives of all four parties, uh, we're certainly going to make efforts to do that. But we, we you know, when we can't get those people, then we'll have to hire people to make sure that we have enough because <coughs> processing all of these ballots from now through November is going to take a lot of uh, a lot of time and a lot of people doing doing the work. The uh, I guess the one thing I was a little bit fuzzy on is where was the uh, uh, objection at? Uh, you mentioned there's a group uh, that objected to it and uh, threatened litigation. Uh, what was the the big beef on that? Uh, this sounds all logical to me, like it has been, uh, uh, at least the way it's presented to me, it's been all thought out by and, and checked with all the uh, state and local agencies. Yes, and there was a there was a concern that this the local uh, citizens had, and that this nonprofit group from uh, uh, from the metro area had that we were. Um, Part of the concern comes from the fact that we don't have a county auditor anymore. We have a director of property tax and elections. And so the statute talks about the auditor and deputy county auditors. And our director of property tax and elections was talking about uh, deputy election clerks. And so we just clarified that, you know, our uh, our director of property tax and elections has replaced the county auditor. And so her employees are deputy county auditors. 
And the other concern is that they felt there were tasks that are limited to being performed by election judges used in that uh, process on election day. And so we we are hiring people who will be, uh, you know, election judges or uh, deputy county auditors to to do the work, and and that satisfied the objections. So okay, part of it was just sort of language, and part of it was just sort of a a miscommunication about what we were doing and what we were trying to do. All right. Uh, You mentioned uh, legalizing marijuana. I want to move into that and also talk about the legislature. I guess let's start off with uh, legalizing uh, marijuana. A couple of major parties (laughs) have sprung out of uh, this movement. Is this the year? What uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen this year. I don't think there's going to be agreement in the, the House and Senate. Uh, I know the the governor has supported it. The uh, the attorney general has supported it. I'd say at this point, I I don't support it. I'm I'm still uh, concerned about some of the the issues that result from legalizing marijuana. And one of the big issues I have is how much marijuana can you smoke and safely drive your vehicle? And at the moment, we know that if we run into somebody who's impaired and there's a blood test and they test positive for THC. That's a DWI. But now, if it's legalized, then we don't know what that is. And so I think there's a lot of issues that need to be resolved. I know Minnesota uh, decriminalized marijuana a long time ago, but I don't think uh, legalization is quite where we're ready to go. Most most marijuana possession offenses aren't very serious. Some of them are, are petty misdemeanors, and some of them are misdemeanors. And, and to, to get to a, a felony, you have to have a lot. So it's not a... Uh, it's not a an offense that we spend a lot of time dealing with, but I still think there's tra- traffic safety issues. There's still other issues that I would I would like to see resolved before people move forward. Obviously, if the legislature legalizes it, then we'll deal with it. You know, we deal with the laws it is, but I I would just say I don't support legalizing marijuana at this point. What uh, you know, this is. I'm not a young person. You're not. We're not that young anymore. Right. All of my life that I can remember, since the childhood, there's been a movement to legalize marijuana. And some, you know, sometimes it has more momentum than it does other. Any idea, why have these questions not been answered in 50 plus years? Is nobody just uh, decided just not to answer those questions? We're not going to work on it. I, I would find it difficult to believe that there haven't been solutions to those answers uh, that haven't been found yet. seems like it's more of a, yeah, more of a, a political uh uh, football that uh, and, just kicked that uh, can right on down to the next legislature, <laughs> and that that could be a fair point, Jeff. And I think there's there's a lot to deal with, but I know that they, at least the reports from from Colorado when they legalized marijuana was they had a lot more traffic safety issues, hmm. and that's one of the things that gives gives me pause in terms of saying is this something we should do or or not. And um, since we don't. Uh, prosecute a lot of marijuana cases i mean frankly to get to a felony you have to have an awful lot of marijuana Mm -hmm. and um since we don't uh it's not it's not something i deal with every day it's not something we spend a lot of time talking about yeah i would say that i think that there's more work to be done before people 
move to that legalizing marijuana stage. All right. Uh, certainly would need to be taken off Schedule 1, too. Maybe that'll yeah. come from the, uh, the federal government. That would certainly help. Uh, let's talk about the legislative session. Are there other issues as we head into the uh, you know final month of le- legislative session after the Easter break here? Uh, are there things you're keeping your eye on uh, other than that? Well, we talked last time about the uh, the legislature uh, passing a law making it a crime for a county attorney not to charge a case without uh, probable cause, or with, uh, not to charge a case once probable cause is established, which is actually a violation of our ethical duty. I mean, we, we can't charge a case unless we believe we can prove it beyond a reasonable doubt or we have adequate evidence to, to prove the case. And you know, probable cause isn't enough. Probable cause can be a charging standard, but it's not the only charging standard. And that didn't make it into a, a final bill, and I was glad to see that. Um, but there is still a reporting requirement in the in the Senate crime bill, which the, that uh, county attorney offices across the state would have to report every time we dismiss a case, even if it's part of a plea bargain. We'd have to have a report. We'd have to have a website. And uh, my colleagues have a great concern about this and, and uh, that uh, most of them say they'd have to add one, maybe two people just to do data entry and maintain the website and make sure that their data is uh, up to date and maintained on a website. So I think the County Attorneys Association estimates this, the cost of that bill statewide uh, to be over $7 million dollars which uh, I think is worthy of concern and worthy of, of thinking out and, and really what is the, what is the gain from, from that information? Because there's a lot of cases that, that come that, that don't, you know, something happens, the victim changes their mind. The victim doesn't want to cooperate anymore. Uh, The evidence uh, doesn't turn out the way we, we thought it would. Um, There's a lot of reasons there. And there's also a lot of reasons why sometimes cases get resolved where someone uh, resolves several cases at once and some of them get dismissed as part of that. And, you know, is there a public benefit to uh, posting all that information or not? And I think that's, that should be a longer-term debate mm-hmm. and, uh, and discussion as to what, what information should be. So offered. is that still alive? Or is it's that... still alive in the, in the Senate crime bill. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's uh, one that's worthy of, of discussion. All right. Uh, John, anything else you'd like to mention while we have you on? You know, we had the, uh, the, the county board is working on its redistricting plan. We mm-hmm. had uh, uh, four plans that were unveiled uh, last week, and the board reviewed them uh, at Tuesday's meeting, and uh, they were presented again by our, doc- our director of property tax and elections, and the board uh, is going to take a couple of weeks to think about it and come back, and we'll have another public hearing in two weeks. And so if people are interested, want to have their voices heard on that, they can they can review that. They can make comments to our director of property tax and elections or, uh, or show up for the uh, board meeting, the public hearing uh, on April 26th. All right. John, thank you so much for coming in. We appreciate you, it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Rice County Attorney John Fossum, you're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN Northfield.